It's 11.59 a.m. Turn off your headlights. You won't need them. It's time for Night Drive in the Daytime. Uh, Good afternoon. I'm your host, Horace Wexler. It's late, for me anyway, and I'm doing great in this little slice of paradise. I haven't been up around noon for, gosh, it must have been more than a year, but exciting things are happening here in Fakahatchee. I'm broadcasting from outdoors today, and it is an absolutely beautiful day for an election. I see a crowd of you are standing by to see how this mayoral race turns out. Uh, I see even more of you up on that Ferris wheel. Cheers. Probably getting a a good view of the swamp glow from up there. Uh, Hopefully, I'll get a chance to take a spin myself before Election Day winds up. And when it does wind up at the end of today, uh, that big, cushy mayor's recliner will once again be filled with someone dictating their whims upon the office and the town. It's sat far too empty for far too long, and I... I, for one, am glad to see that the town is taking steps to rectify that and, uh, uh, and you know, put a captain back behind the wheel of the ship. I know there had been uh, quite a few sign-ups to participate in the 2020 Hands on a Hard Desk Mayoral Mayhem, uh, which is uh, very exciting. City Council member Richard Baseball uh, was speaking to me, and he was saying that the site crashed briefly. Uh, But it looks like that hasn't stopped the slow, steady roll of democracy, as there seems to be a fair number of signups crowded around the desk out there. Um, By my early count, we've got just under 40 candidates out there uh, stretching, getting ready, warming up. Uh, Some are wearing tear-away pants. Uh, Polly Fibbage is out there uh, wearing a shockingly big coat. Uh, It's good to see her getting involved in local government. We've given everyone uh, numbers uh, to make them easier to track out there, and uh, Polly is going to be number 22. Um, Looking through my sheet here, uh, we've got Grogark Boo Hippie, number three. Um, Looks like he's carbo-loading out there with a a big sandwich. I can can smell it from here. It seems like it's the Mussolini Panini from the Sandwich. That's a functionally bad sandwich, but it is the most powerful smelling sandwich here in Fakahatchee. That could easily speak to the strategy that he's hoping to deploy. Uh, Some of the other candidates out there are getting limber. I I see Duck Winters. uh, Always a card. Uh, Grumpy Scrit Chowderhorn. I wonder if they'll smile for the mayor portrait uh, if they win, but... Uh, if I was going to bet, I, I would say probably not. Uh, always a frown on Scrit's face. Uh, some people are sitting, which might actually be the smartest move uh, to go ahead and conserve some of that energy for, for the, the battle ahead. Uh, of course, uh, their chairs are going to be taken away per the rules of the Hands on a Hard Desk Mayoral Compact issued by the City Council. And from here, it looks like... Uh, Right. It, it looks like City Councilman Richard Bazebon is is speaking with some of the competitors now, and um, uh, it looks like he's uh, whispering a little uh, something to Duck Winters as well. I, I, I won't, won't go so far as to say that the two of them are in cahoots, but um, they, they are uh, very, very close friends. Uh, so let's talk. Let's talk real quick about some of the rules that will work in tangent to deliver our next mayor to us. Richard Bazebon said he wanted as few rules as possible and it seems like he's delivered on that promise. Pull up the rules here. Chairs not allowed. Anything touching your bottom that's not clothing will be considered a chair. Uh, That's an obvious one, folks. Uh, Sitting is just going to stretch this out, possibly even 
you know, ad nauseum. Um, uh, there's a fine print involved here that uh, anything touching your bottom that is not considered clothing uh, would be considered a chair. Um, I assume that's theoretically to prevent leaning. Uh, psych outs are allowed. Uh, from what I heard, this was contested pretty strongly in the city council chambers with a four to three vote in favor. Uh, of course, it's going to be interesting to see if and how uh, the different contestants take advantage of this rule. Number three, breaks. Uh, contestants are allowed one five-minute break every hour in exchange for absolving the city of any consequences of injury or death in participating in the hands on a hard desk. You know, I, I got to say, this is probably a smart trade-off for the city. Uh, we don't want to end up with the new mayor uh, immediately being sued uh, for the death of a prior competitor. Uh, that benefits no one really, and um, it, we, it's just not in the city's budget to be able to handle something like that. Uh, and, and of course, the winner will be the last one to move their hand off the desk. Uh, and there's a postscript here, P.S. No murder. And uh, that's it for the rules. Four rules. Uh, five if you count the postscript. Uh, Baseball kept it simple. Though I can't help but feel like setting this up in the middle of an unblocked off-road is a, is a mistake. Uh, it didn't necessarily need to be a rule. It, it could have just been a safety consideration the town had taken. Uh, but it's probably far too late for that as I'm looking at the crowd standing out there. And all of our potential mayoral candidates uh, getting, getting ready to throw their hands on that desk. Uh, so let's take a quick rundown of your mayoral candidates, Fakahatchee. All right, uh, we got a lot of candidates here. Uh, so at number one, it's Gator Magnate Duck Winters. Uh, number two is Stirrup Janesway. Uh, Grogark Boo Hippie, I mentioned him already. He's at number three. Uh, number four, Darnell Moon Tower. Uh, Tucker St. Clair is number five. Uh, I can already see him giving Duck Winters the uh-uh eyes. Uh, Biddy Dots a Poppin' and Wetham Labrishire are number six and seven, respectively. Number eight, that's Archie Dower. We spoke with Archie a few days ago about his hopes as mayor. Uh, number nine, Horatio Pooty Powers. Uh, this will be uh, Pooty's third mayoral election that he's uh, participated in. Uh, it's, it's nice to see somebody come back and, and taking an, another shot at uh, uh, an elected position. Number 10, Prug Bodacious. Uh, number 11, Sergio Fentanyl is out there pointing at his chest. Uh, Looks like um, I can see him mouthing. Oh, yeah, of course. He's, he's mouthing the word metal. Uh, still going on about that. Uh, number 12 is Labros Octagon. Number 13 is Chuck Chu. Number 14, Slatrice White. Good to see Slatrice out here. Uh, it looks like she's been sponsored by Hank's Old Arby's. That's not legally an Arby's. And that's fun. Uh, always good to see some corporate money get into politics. Uh, number 15, Riles Brust. Number 16, Coordinatio Chimungo. Not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, if uh, if they become our mayor, I, I'm sure I'll have to I'll have to figure out how to say that properly. Uh, number 17, it's Fakahatchee Health Specialist Dr. Leonard Skinny Scroggins. Number 18, Scritch Chowderhorn. Still frowning and, and looking generally displeased. Number 19, we've got Lydia Bumcrowder. Always good to see Lydia. You can always find her at Crumbler Farms with a with a whole bushel of coupons. 
Uh, number 20, Chesapeake Bay Bridge. Number 21, Little Yumnut. Little Yumnut. Surprised he's not live streaming this whole... Th- oh, and, and there comes out... The, there comes the phone for the Insta story. Uh, number 22, Polly Fibbage in a surprisingly thick big coat for the weather today. Number 23, Pastor Prady Do-No-Thing of the Snake Church out past the Jefferson Roundabout. Uh, looks like he's come out of the swamps for this one. Uh, number 24, Robard Crumbler. Uh, sorry, Robard Crumbler Jr. Um, very sad to hear about his his father, uh, his father's stroke. Uh, number five, Lafaya Bahadbitbu. Number twenty six, Kyle Jeffs, uh, new in town, but uh, already taking an interest in our politics. Number twenty seven, Risa Potter's Mulch. Number twenty eight, Daniel Scab. Uh, I guess he was. Uh, I guess he was paroled. Number twenty nine, Frassa Milkmouth. Number 30, Dakota Pittsburgh, South Florida's only rock and roll weatherman. Number 31, Ronch Filbert. Uh, Ronch was in a bad accident a few months ago, so I don't think anyone expects him to to stick it out for the full time, but uh, good to see his moxie wasn't crushed by that big rig. Number 32, Sir Charles, the round mound of rebound Barkley. Barkley looks like he used to be an athlete, so uh, we'll see if there aren't some fireworks left in him. Uh, Number 33, Veta Greet. Veta used to babysit me uh, when I lived here the first time, so uh, good to see her age isn't holding her back. That's that old German blood for you. Number 34, Philium Fetterman. Uh, He runs Fakahatchee's Tickle Club. Number 35, Steichel Corgi. Number 36, Royston Bongdoner. Uh, Recently involved in a very low-speed DUI chase, Royston was. Number 37, the Honorable Judge Franzia. Good to see her honor out there. Uh, Not sure she needed to wear the robes. Interestingly, she's been overseeing several cases involving some of the other candidates. Uh, number 38, it's Uncle Jimmy, uh, who is uh, who is my uncle. Uh, why he would sign up as Uncle Jimmy isn't totally clear to me, but, uh, you know, fine. Good to see him out here, even though I'm, I'm sure he'll ruin this the second he opens his mouth. Uh, and then finally, I, I don't actually see him out there yet, but... Uh, Number 39 is beach aficionado and recording superstar Mikey Dussole, uh, recently acquitted. Uh, I, I saw that he, he was sneaking in under the deadline to be the last to register. Uh, uh, very interesting to see him leaping into government. I, I, I'm hearing one of his tunes. Uh, my God, he's, he's got entrance music. I do not expect him to last long here, folks. He's already listening to one side like an like an old boat taking on water. Uh, it, there already seems to be a holdup. Okay, it, it it looks like someone someone has stopped him and asked him to sign her breasts, uh, which which he's done, and and now he's back on his way toward. No, sorry, uh, nope. Somebody else has stopped him. Um, they're they're pointing at their crotch. Uh, okay. It, uh, it looks like they want him to sign their penis, um, and he's signing it now, uh, lengthwise. Though in fairness, he just did an M as an initial for Mikey. Uh, couldn't get all the letters on there, conceivably. He's now at the desk, and he's raising his hand in the air, and... Oh boy, he's toying with the crowd. What, a, what an absolute showman. And finally, here it comes. There we go. His hand is on the desk. Uh, that's all 39 candidates. One of these 39 candidates will be your next mayor Fakahatchee. It's going to be mayoral mayhem out here today. We're going to take a quick moment for one of our sponsors here and uh, no wait sorry uh, Bazebond's looking at his watch and council member Skeet Barlow's about to yep 
there we go. There's the whistle. And we are off. Uh, everyone out here seems to be absolutely vibrating with excitement here, but I, I think we have to remember this is probably a long haul, more a, more a marathon, not a sprint. Uh, there's some jostling right now as the competitors are, are trying to make some room for themselves and, uh, and, and find and establish a zone that they, they can sort of like control and be comfortable in. It looks like uh, number 21, little Yumnut, has brought a portable gaming system and uh, he's playing with his free hand while slurping a big gulp. Real, real dexterity uh, coming out a little yum nut here. Uh, all that liquid, though, pr probably a bad choice. I, I, I don't want a backseat quarterback. Uh, each of these mayoral candidates have thought about this a lot. Um, Tucker Sinclair out there doing a few squats, trying to trying to stay limber. Uh, it looks like he's shooting some eye daggers at Duck Winters from across the desk. Uh, I would say that's probably a rivalry to watch here. Uh, oh, now he's glaring at Mikey Dusole, uh as well, who seems to be just. Steering, steering straight up and into the sun without blinking. Um, not, not sure what the strategy is is there or if he's okay. Uh, number thirty-four, Philium Fetterman, taking a moment to plead with uh, the Honorable Judge Franzia. That's number thirty-seven. I, I can only assume this is about Philium's uh, case that's currently working through the court system. The judge isn't having any of this though. Uh, uh, she, she's refusing to listen. Lydia Bum Crowder. Uh, number 19 has set her giant purse on a, an already very crowded desk. <laughs> what the what the heck is in that thing? That's more suitcase than purse out there. Uh, several of the other competitors seem to be rolling their eyes in response to something. Uh, oh, it's of course, it's something that uh, number 38 Uncle Jimmy is saying. Uh, I can only assume that he's telling them about the investment opportunity he pitched me on that involved him buying 20 jet skis that oddly, oddly wasn't a, wasn't a jet ski rental business. Um, I'll let you, like he told me, do the math. Uh, but there's a, there's a lot of jockeying out there. Uh, but let's be honest. I, I just want to, uh, to be absolutely afraid. We could be looking at a, a very grueling marathon out in front of us. The kind of thing where, like, people are inches from the finish line and, and just their bowels are emptying and their legs are weak. And, uh, oh, though, Philium number 34 is getting really close to number 26. Uh, number 26 is a, I would say, about a 30-year-old man. Uh, checking my sheet here, it says that that's Kyle Jeffs. Uh, Jeffs, who's fairly new to the town, is, is shaking his head no at Philium. Uh, some would refer to Jeffs as temporarily homeless, uh, as he hasn't been able to find his way out of Fakahatchee and back home. Uh, maybe he thinks the mayor's office will provide him with uh, some sort of map out of here and oh oh i can't quite tell why but suddenly kyle's backing away uh but he's rapidly running out of space to keep his hand on the desk there are just too many competitors out there for him to move philium has got him cornered and he's raising his free hand are, are we watching a psych out about to happen here folks uh oh but kyle is ducked under an old man's arm that arm belongs to number 36 philium starting to move his fingers quickly number 36 royston bong donor my God, Philium's threatening to tickle Royston Bong Donor. He's threatening to introduce him to the oldest tickle club on the tip. Royston's got no room to move as Philium's bringing his hands down. Sorry, sorry, hand. Philium is still making contact with the desk. He's tickling him. He's tickling him. And Royston's moved both his hands to try and stop him. And our first competitor is going to bite the dust. A powerful move. A mayoral move by Mr. Philium Fetterman. Now uh, he's he's turning on Kyle Jeffs again. Kyle's going to try to do his arm maneuver and duck under number 22, Polly Fibbage, number 22. But she's ready for him. A bit of the shift of the hips, and she's got him off balance, and oh, it takes almost nothing to send him off the desk. Goodbye, Kyle Jeffs.
But Polly's got bigger fish to fry here as Philium has got her locked in and he's bringing in his tickle hand again. He's doing what he can, but Polly's got that big puffy coat on. Even though it's hot as blazes out here, she's got to be sweating under there. She can't feel the tickles. She can't feel the tickles. The tickles are having no effect. She's stonewalling the tickle club president. That has got to be discouraging. Still, still, that is that is first blood, so to speak, for Philium Fetterman. Taking out number 36, Royston Bongdoner, followed by a quick exit by number 26, Kyle Jeffs. Wow. Two competitors down already. Exciting, exciting start out here for all the people who came to, to watch this election happen in real time instead of reading about the results later like absolute douches. Uh, I'd like to take a quick moment to thank one of our 2020 Hands on a Hard Desk Mayoral Mayhem sponsors. Dixon's Tooth Makeup. Get all the hottest looks from the boardroom to the bedroom with the easiest to apply makeup for your teeth. Dixon's. Dixon's Tooth Liner will help define your teeth with smooth and precise lines. And Dixon's Tooth Bronzer will give your teeth that summer glow all year round. Dixon's Tooth Makeup. Maybe she's born with it, but that's doubtful. It's probably just Dixon's. Oh boy, still thinking about that move by Philium. Uh, we caught up with Philium briefly as part of our Meet Your Candidate series. Uh, I'm very excited to have Philium uh, uh, Fetterman with us today. The first question that we would have for you is, uh, why do you want to be mayor? Well, when you're mayor, you can make laws. And uh, I want to make a law that says the mayor can tickle anyone at any time with uh, impunity. I think that'd be fun. It'd be fun to live in a place where you're not, where you're grocery shopping, you reach up on the top shelf for your uh, box of Cocoa Pez, all of a sudden here comes the mayor, tickle, tickle. Wouldn't that be a better place to live? I think that that maybe sounds fun, Philium, but, but what about if, um, let's say you're carrying a, a, a pane of glass or, or a dozen eggs? Sure. Well, listen, that's why we would need a fund. We would mm -hmm. need a special mayoral tickle fund in case there was any tickle related accident. Uh, we could we could come in and we could pay for it. I mean, I would be pretty cautious, you know, as the mayor with these powers, I, I would use them responsibly. Got it. So you would say that even with that, that power that you would use discretion. So much discretion. It's going to be a lot of discretion. It's going to be a lot of discretion and it's going to be a lot of fun. I think you're gonna like it. In addition to to maybe this discretion, what, what are your what are your bona fides uh, for being mayor? Well, uh, I've run the oldest tickle club on the tip. I've run that. I, I've I've hosted car washes, charity mm -hmm. car washes to support the tickle club. So I'm a leader. And also, as somebody who knows how to tickle, I got a real hands-on experience. You know, I, I, I'm not one of these ones, oh, I've never touched, I never touch anything. I touch things all the time with my hand to tickle. Got it. Uh, discretion, uh, a healthy appreciation for administrative duties, and uh, a real hands-on uh, candidate. Absolutely. I want to, can I say, I've read the rules mm -hmm. for this competition, and it says that my hands have to be on the desk, but it doesn't say anything about my feet. I'm actually an expert tickler i did not so, know that uh, watch watch out whoever's next to me i'm gonna get uh, right up in there with my tootsies gonna get into your folds with my big toe i, I don't want to blow your mind here philium but i think only one hand has to stay on the desk at any given time oh really oh, yeah. that's, oh this is game set match philium 
I'm unstoppable. I guess uh, there's nothing left for me to do but to, to wish you luck on Saturday. Well, I, I, uh, I appreciate it, but I don't think I need luck because I'm so good. I'm the odds-on favorite to win. Right. So if you're, if you're thinking who who's the best, mm-hmm. think Philium. And, I, cause I, and I'm saying it because I, I kind of want to intimidate my opponents, you see. So I'm sort of taking it. I'm going that approach. Some people want to go, oh, I don't know if I could do it. I, I go big. So I say, I can do it. I will do it. And look out. Well, it, here, here's one last question for you, uh, Philium. I, I saw that the judge that's overseeing uh, your case, I, obviously, uh, you shouldn't talk about it too much on the air, but that judge is also going to have her hand in for this mayoral race. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I I say uh, good luck to her. And I say uh, to remember that uh, what happens during the mayor race this, this really has very little bearing, should have very little bearing on ongoing legal disputes. I think that's only fair. And, uh, you know, as mayor, uh, I could be pretty vengeful towards, uh, towards government employees. I could be pretty vengeful. I don't have to be, but I could be. Welcome back. We're deep in it now, folks. Uh, it's good to good to catch up with Philium and find out a little more about him, and also just to take a moment to rest my voice. Uh, I have to remind myself this is a marathon, and uh, I'm calling it like a sprint. We still have a lot of candidates to go, uh, but it, it, things are happening pretty fast out here. Num- number three is is close talking to some of the folks around him. Uh, that's uh, Mr. Buhibi, Grogark Buhibi, uh, probably trying to unleash some of that. Some of that absolutely horrible sandwich breath, but uh, it doesn't seem to be phasing number six. Uh, number six, Biddy Dots a poppin'. I heard Biddy talking about how she was uh, still suffering from Masika Ennui earlier, uh, so that may be giving her a leg up on Grogark Boo Hippie in this case, uh, unable to taste or, or smell anything. Uh, that, that's uh, that's going to be tough for Grogark, uh, but he's turned his attention now uh, to Slatrice White. Number 14, Slatrice, uh, who's sponsored by Hank's Old Arby's that's not legally an Arby's. Uh, great sandwiches, of course, over at Hank's. I'm curious to know if her being able to stand up to Grogark's sandwich breath is going to count as an endorsement of some kind. Uh, Grogark was putting away a Mussolini panini shortly before this kicked off. Uh, probably the worst of the sandwiches over at the Sandwich. Uh, just absolutely notoriously bad capers, smoked whitefish, and raw onion. I gotta say, Slatrice is taking it like a champ. Uh, she is barely batting an eye at, at just the the roiling clouds, uh, the metaphorical clouds that have got to be coming out of that man's mouth. Uh, I'm looking to see if I can see Hank in the crowd out there. Uh, yeah, yeah, there he is. Oh, he he does not look happy about this. He looks downright angry. He's drawing his finger across his throat, telling her to cut it out. Um, I think he might be taking this as a counter-endorsement of a rival sandwich company. Um, but Latrice isn't seeing him, or or she's got other thoughts in mind here. Uh, she's fishing around in her pockets for a- By God, it's a pocket sandwich! She's pulled out one of Hank's Bizarre Fresh Sandwiches! I'm thinking that maybe this was a potential late-face snack. She shoved it in number three's mouth! Grogark is grabbing for his windpipe with whoop. He broke contact! He's out! Oh, Hank is looking happy now. Hank looks real happy with the sponsorship deal that he made. 
Grogark is still choking and waving at number 17, Dr. Leonard Scroggins, to step in and help him. But Scroggins is shaking his head as if to say, absolutely not. Uh, but it does look like number 31 is going to step in and help. What are, you, whoa, what are you thinking? You can't do the Heimlich with one hand. And number 31, Dr. Ronch Filbert, is, is going to commit here with two hands. Uh, that is going to end his mayoral run. Sure, he saved a man's life, but at what cost? Number 14 is looking very pleased. Latrice is looking very pleased. She's getting on top of the desk. I, I can't hear what she's saying here. Uh, it, it, it looks like she's saying, Are we coming for all you bitch sandwiches? Y'all other sandwiches ain't shit. Uh, sorry, I had to take the headphones off there for a second to hear better. Uh, that's, a, that's a big announcement from number 14's Latrice White. Uh, that's going to be it for her, but she was she was never a real competitor here. Uh, Hank's clapping. It seems like he got what he wanted out of this investment. Of course, everyone knows that uh, we probably would have seen Chuck Robinson out here in this mayoral race uh, if he hadn't been choked to death with a bicycle chain in the Boomer Brawl. Uh, so Latrice was probably just waiting for the right time to push the not legally in Arby's sandwiches. And, uh, well, i uh, got to be honest, it doesn't get any better than this. And just like that, that is three more candidates down. And one of the candidates that's still in there is Tucker St. Clair. Uh, we, we were lucky enough to, to get a few moments with Tucker uh, a couple days ago. Uh, find out what he thinks about being mayor. All right, and uh, I, I'm so pleased to have uh, Tucker St. Clair joining me. Oh, hey, man, no problem. No, it's great great to talk to you again. Great to be on the radio. Woo! What's up? Scud, everybody. Drink Scud. Go ahead. Get, stop what you're doing right now. Get out. Get yourself some Scud. You'll thank me for it later. Thank you, Mr. St. Clair. I know you're a, a busy man. Well, but, I mean, I don't want to ruin anything for anybody, and I don't want to sound cocky, but I'm going to wait this thing. I have got this in the bag, 100%. If you are betting on this, you bet on Tucker, all right? Because I've got I, I, I got a plan, mm -hmm. I have got the means, and I've got a, a plan. I mean, an afterward plan. Like, the plan is, like, I'm just, you know, hands on the desk, I got an IV drip of scud and a catheter, and then boom, I'm not moving. I am set, man. Right, that's a, I need. that's a strong strategy. Yeah, yeah, and I'm the only one who's got that strategy. I mean, I'm rich, dude. Like, I'm really rich. Like, any other town would be begging for me to be their mayor. And it looks like super fun, you know? Now, granted, everything I know about being a mayor, I saw in that movie, the Patrick Swayze movie, Roadhouse. And, right. like, I'll tell you, Ben Gazzara, he seemed like he was having the time of his life until, you know, Patrick Swayze showed up and just ruined everything. But up until then, like, that dude just rides on both sides of the track, and he's he's got, like, a like a stuffed bear, man. Like, that just seems like a, that just seems like a good old good time right there. Right. You know? I well, is, is there any reason, uh, Tucker, uh, why you want to specifically be mayor? Oh, sure. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know what? I, I, I think that uh, Fakahashi has been great to me, and I think it is my turn to give back to Fakahashi. Uh, uh, and in doing that, I, I think that probably my, my first thing would do is to uh, make Alleyway Steve my comptroller, because that guy is smart, man. All mm -hmm. right. Alleyway Steve is making a bundle right now because he made an attraction out of that severed leg that showed up uh, on Main Street. Yeah. And it's like, dude, he, he put like a curtain around it and he's got like a line. It's, it's a, a full show. Like, it's a full show. I paid 20 bucks to see that, you know what? And I think the guy's brilliant, man. I think he is smart. And I mean, as well, I want to clean up the town. Mm -hmm. We still have got, I mean, the, the east side of the town is still burnt out because of the million month march. Right. Number two, uh, we just arrest Duck Winters. We arrest him 
I don't know for what yet, but we arrest him and we put him in jail. Right. So, I mean, I think that'll take care of a lot of, I think, just bad blood between the town and Duck Winters because Duck Winters is a monster. Well, well look, the, this is a little spicy here because Duck Winters is, uh, is also throwing his hand in uh, to this election. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, do you anticipate any sort of bad blood uh, between you? Uh, yes. Yes, I do. 100%. And I am coming prepared. Tucker's going to be locked and loaded, ready to go. Uh, I've been watching uh, a lot of uh, Showtime at the Apollo to get, like, you know, my burns down. Yeah. You know? Right, right. Because psych outs uh, did pass the city council. Like, you're allowed to, to psych out. It was 43. Absolutely. Absolutely. you got to psych out. And I think that... The mental game is probably two thirds of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So, and a lot of that, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm pointing right at that guy. You know, take down Duck first. I mean, he has a fake hip. Like seriously, the guy's gonna go down. It's not that hard. But having said that, I got my scud, baby. That's all I need. <laughs> and that, that's something I want to tell to the people too. Like, now I think I would be a great mayoral candidate because uh, I don't know if you know this. I don't sleep anymore. Interesting. Yeah, I don't because of scud. My body does not require sleep. That means you're getting an extra eight hours from me of mayoral action every day, baby. Every day. Got you it. get an I... extra eight because I'm just up all night. Sometimes I'm cleaning my bathroom. Sometimes I'm organizing my sock drawer. Mm-hmm. Uh, other times I am coming up with very complex uh, uh, conspiracy theories as to what is happening around town. And I'm also happy to uh, to share some of those, uh, you know, with my constituency once I get elected. Right, right. I, well, that's interesting because you're you're almost pitching yourself as like a 24/7 mayor. All day, every day. I'm like a pager. Okay, you need me, I'm there. Right on. Uh, well, uh, Mr. St. Clair, thank you for for taking a moment to to speak with us. Uh, and uh, good luck out there on Saturday. Thank you, sir. And everybody, do yourself a favor. Holidays coming up. Go buy yourself some Scud for yourself and all your loved ones. Great speaking with Tucker. Uh, obviously, he's got a chip on his shoulder with some of the candidates out here, and and he's probably the candidate who was closest with the previous mayor. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm losing my voice. It's so exciting out here. Let's take a look over here at uh, the candidates. Uh, not a lot of action in the last couple of minutes. Uh, little Yum Nut is chewing on the straw of his big gulp. Uh, I have to be honest, I, I certainly hope he's not putting all of that liquid into his body. Uh, we could be here a long time, and, well, if his bladder rears up, he could be looking at making a real tough choice between the bathroom and a potential mayor seat. Uh, oh, he just knocked it over. That's going to make that choice for him. I, wait, wait, I, I think that was a psych out. It was a psych out. Two of his closest competitors recoiled and pulled their hands away, hoping to stay dry. Well, there you go. That is That is human nature for you. We do like to stay dry, don't we, folks? But still, to be undone by your instinctual reaction, eh, that is a cold pill to swallow. I'm trying to see who these competitors are. Um, I can't quite read their numbers from here, as they're pretty angry with little Yumnut. Uh, it looks like number three, Grognark... No, excuse me, sorry, no, it's number 13, Chuck Chu. Uh, I didn't see the one there. Uh, Bo Hippie is still in. Uh, it's Chuck Chu who's out of here. Uh, maybe he'll take a ride on that beautiful Ferris wheel now. Uh, I'm probably about to be real jealous of him. Uh, it'll also be the end for number 20, Chesapeake Bay Bridge, who looks like uh, she wasn't expecting to go to the distance here. Uh, big smiles from Chesapeake as she waves to the crowd, uh, who are just eating up this display of sportsmanship. Wow. Wow. I wonder if that big gulp is going to further give a little yum nut an edge, making his hand extra sicky. Though, I, I mean, he is going to have to stand in it. Uh, if he can't move out of that area, 
Uh, it, it's still pretty crowded. I, I don't know, standing in a sticky puddle is, uh, is not something that, uh, I think I could do for a long amount of time. Still, I'm, I'm not out there running to be mayor. Um, but I, I have to imagine that, uh, that that big gulp move is, uh, is going to get him some followers online and, you know, potentially a really lucrative sponsorship deal uh, for any time he's streaming. Uh, of course, uh, you know, he's uh, one of the, the top ten streamers out of Fakahatchee, and uh, I think that's only going to add to, uh, you know, his pop culture appeal. Uh, speaking of sponsors, we're all going to die, but only the best of us will be buried by McGravy and Sons and also a daughter, Mortuary. Prepare to drop tomorrow by dropping in today. Oh, and it looks like they're calling for a break. Uh, that, that seems a bit early to me, but uh, we're going to go ahead and take one as well. After this message, we're going to play an interview with uh, with recording superstar Mikey Dussolet. Mr. Beach himself, uh, that interview will be right after this ad. And then we'll come right back to 2020 Hands on a Hard Desk, Mayoral Mayhem. How are your choppers looking? Are they still pearly white like the gates of heaven welcoming food to its afterlife? Or are they gristled and stained with coffee and swamp berries? Well, if you got dingy dentures, you've got to try blip. Each blip is a bleach lozenge insert for your periodontal troubles. Simply suck on it for 60 seconds every night. Feel the beautiful agony of your teeth releasing the stains. That pain, it means your teeth are on their way to shiny town. And Blip's subscription model means each month Blip will send a new bleach insert directly to your home. Simply take the old one to hazardous chemical recycling. Your teeth, well, they'll never be whiter. Just go to pearlychompers.com and enter the promo code RADIO. Again, that's pearlychompers.com. Your new pearly whites are going to be waiting in your mailbox. Blip. Because your teeth deserve to be as wide as the GOP. Uh, I'm speaking with Mikey Dussolet, multi-platform artist and beach vagabond. Is that how you would describe yourself? Sure, brother. I mean, I'd probably describe myself as a daiquiri lover who happens to have a guitar, but sure. Great. Uh, well, let's get or right... maybe as an avid seaplane pilot. Uh, sure. Uh, well, let's or get right... Or a buried treasure guy. I, I, I don't know what that means. The guy who digs buried treasure. As in, as in digs it up or generally likes the idea of it? I don't know, brother. You tell me. Right. Uh, well, a, a question we're asking everyone, but that I, I think really applies to you is, uh, why do you want to be mayor? Seems cool. I don't know. Never done it before, so I can't tell if I like it or not. And you know, all things in moderation. All things. Including being mayor? Absolutely, buddy. I mean... This is the town that elected two dog mayors, right? I can't do worse than that. Well, I mean, one of those mayors, uh, Champ, was much beloved, but the other, Mayor Ladybug, did see a significant scandal during her time. Well, you know, statistically, I probably fall between those two dogs then, brother. Between you and me, I think I'll probably be pretty good at it, as long as it doesn't wreck my vibe. It could very well wreck your vibe. Well, I don't want it to wreck my vibe. It could be vibe-wrecking. I, I won't let it wreck my vibe. If I'm mayor, I'll declare it a no-vibe-wrecking zone. Right. Uh, well, let's move on. Um, what do you think your bona fides are to be mayor? 
Yeah, my bona fides, right? Well, I, I guess I'd have to say an even keel and a sunny sky. Anything more, more specific? A working blood alcohol level of 0.9. Okay. I can fly a seaplane. You got any other candidates that can do that? Uh, well, not that I'm aware of. Well, there you go. Seaplane. Also, I'm probably the only candidate who knows what it's like to stand trial for murder. Uh, of which you were acquitted. Yeah, but I still know what it's like to stand trial. I didn't say my bona fide was committing murder. Though I am pretty good at most things I do. So if I, I did try to commit murder, uh, just like being mayor, I think I'd be pretty good at it. Got it. Um, uh, w- what about your mayoral platform? Oh, I, I don't want to build a platform. Contractors wreck my vibe. And then we'd have to figure out what to use the platform for. I don't know, maybe stage or something. No, I, I'm sorry. Like, what would you want to institute if you became mayor? Uh, laws and such. Oh, oh, right. Well, uh, first of all, a law that you can't wreck the vibe. Probably number one. And uh, with tough penalties if you break it. Like jail time. I, I was going to say you'd have to marry my ex-wife. <laughs> Your ex-wife who was murdered? Yeah, maybe jail time. Number two, all drinks are boat drinks. Now, my opponents might misconstrue this. These are not drinks that are drunk on a boat. Quick aside, drunk on a boat is the best place to be drunk. Nah, boat drinks are those fruity drinks you get with a pineapple and an umbrella. Maybe cherry, blended up real nice. Vibe time. Uh, and those would be the only drinks? Oh, yeah. Uh, what about water or, or popular soft drinks like uh, Scud? Illegal, baby. Get them out of town. No way. Oof. That's, uh, that's going to put you at odds with Tucker St. Clair. You see the one-armed guy who plays drums for Gringo, bitch? No. But I don't know who you're talking about and or I plead the fifth. Uh, anything else uh, in your platform? N- number three. Zero restitution for victims. None. Wow. Uh, all right. And then the rest is a, a three-part platform. N- not like a stage or anything. Okay. Babes. All right. Bruce. Okay. And outlaw and alimony. Right. I'm sure you're a, a busy man, so, so real quick, so let's busy. talk... I'm so busy. I my vibe get wrecked, brother. But, but yeah, I, I got a session in an hour, and I need to make sure I get my hands on a colada before then. Right. Uh, so let's talk strategy for the desk. Sure, let's do it. What's your strategy for the desk? Okay, okay, strategy. Well, look, I've thought very, very hard about this, and uh, I think what I'm going to do is wing it entirely. Just wing it? Yeah, it's worked for me so far. Got me through life. Uh, do you think you you have any strengths that um, that you might need to fall back on? Well, uh, I'm great at clutching. Uh, you might remember that. Uh, I mentioned it in my song, Barely Hanging On. Barely Hanging On, uh, parentheses, to my drink and this driftwood. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the one. Well, that song's all about me being stuck in the ocean after crashing my seaplane and uh, how'd you need to hang on to the things I need to survive. The, the drink and the driftwood. Right, brother. The drink and the driftwood. That song's autobiographical about me being stuck in the ocean for two weeks. I only write what I know. If I write it, I've lived it. So I, I think I'll probably cling to the desk the same way. 
like the prosecutor said, the drunker I am, the harder I grab. <laughs> so to sum up, uh, your strength is probably getting drunk and passing out on the desk. Don't mind if I do, brother. Well, Mr. Dusselet, uh, thanks so much for calling in today. Pleasure's all mine, friend. Seriously, if you derived any pleasure out of this, I, I should be charging for a ticket. Sure. You, uh, you mind if I give a shout out to all my fin heads out there circling? Uh, fin, fin, your fans. Um, of course, but please be my guest. Shout. Wonderful to talk with Mikey Dusselet. Nobody more interesting than Mr. Beach himself. We came back from uh, the short break that they were taking during that interview. Uh, more jockeying for position. People trying to, to get out of little yum nuts, uh, sticky pool. Um, and Mikey Dusselet uh, seems to have finished. Uh, sorry, Mikey Dusselet number thirty nine uh, seems to have finished his bottle of rum. Uh, he seems wildly intoxicated, pretty intoxicated, a bit like he's on the edge of passing out. Uh, but he is trying to get the very last drops from that bottle there's there's definitely a weird energy out there all of a sudden uh tucker sinclair is yelling at everyone and uh, now he's pointing at dusole everyone else is looking at one another oh boy oh man they've grabbed dusole anyone who can get a hand on dusole has got a hand on him his fingers are barely touching the desk now they're barely oh They've thrown him off the desk and he's gone tumbling over and disappears into the chair hole of the desk. Thrown like a sack of garbage. So much for the King of Kalata, the Dacker King, Mr. Mojito. But the group's not done. They're turning on themselves. They've got Polly Fibbage, number 22, and they have lifted her straight off the ground. She's desperate to keep touching the desk. But Charles Barkley, the round amount of rebound, number 32, has lifted her up into space. She's practically in orbit. She just can't make contact. Real Sandra Bullock and gravity vibes here as the round amount of rebound bounce passes her to the ground. Thank goodness that coat is so puffy. Well, there's a lot of candidates still in here, but uh, we're watching them drop like flies. This might actually be more of a sprint than a marathon, like I was talking about, folks. More of a sprint. Um, and let's take a moment to meet another one of our mayoral candidates, Dakota Pittsburgh, South Florida's only rock and roll weatherman. Thanks for joining us, Dakota. Zippity-bop. Uh, some may know you from uh, from television. Uh, you're South Florida's only rock and roll weatherman. Yeah, man. Well, I got a lot of time on my hands ever since the, uh... you know, I'm not allowed to talk about it. But look, zippity-bop-bop-bop. Well, Dakota, uh, let, let's start real quick. Uh, why do you want to be mayor? Well, first, uh, I've already been on TV, so, or I was before, you know, the, uh, but, you know, so I'm used to being on TV, so I, I got the appearances on the side. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, if there's any standard or gesturing, uh, well, I'm the king of that. I've been pointing to the sun and the sky for years. Also, my hair is luscious, golden white. So you're saying you you kind of have the appearance of a mayor, uh, and, and that's that's your real strong point. <laughs> whoa, 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 calm down, daddy. I'm half scientist, half musician. So I think my bona fides prove that uh, I'm the guy who should be in charge of the, the city. Well, I guess people are, are probably wondering, uh, where do you stand as a mayor? Like, what what is your platform? Th this country is divided, right? Mm -hmm. So I think we should be uh, less divided. I would be the one to tell people, hey, daddy, stop being so divided. Also, I'm not calling myself a sage, but I tend to know where the weather is. 
Well, that does seem useful. Yeah, well, and, and plus, people know me. It's like, hey, it's Dakota. And I'm like, hey, it's you. And isn't that what governing is? I, I, I can't say. I've, I've never spent any time in government. It's just all gentle lies, and I think we could all use some more gentle lies with each other. Speaking okay. of gentle lies, actually, I can't talk about that. That's the, that's the thing that I, I can't. You can talk about lawyer. Well, let's just deem it the unpleasantness uh, and move right into... Uh, I wouldn't call it unpleasant. For the other party, maybe. No, they were fine. No, I made the complaint. Oh, oh, I... I just, I'm sorry, I, I just assumed because you looked like one of those people that No, are... I get it. Look, man, hey, I wake up every day and see myself in that crack review mirror. But no, uh, I made the complaint. Daddy, zip it up. Let's talk about your strategy for uh, for hands on a hard desk. Uh, when, you, when you're down there, shoulder to shoulder with the other competitors, fighting for the mayorship, uh, what, what you got? Well, look, I haven't stopped moving and gyrating since 1973. It keeps the blood going. And, uh, you know, it just makes me feel fancy free. So, like, I got moving and grooving. Like, no one can stop me. Right. These old these old fossils, you know, down in Miami Dade, they're, they're going to get stiff. Stiff as a board, Daddy. Not me. I'm just moving and shaking. Well, hey, Dakota, thank you so much for, for calling in. Uh, I, I wish you luck out there. Yeah. Uh, real quick, before I let you go, uh, what's the weather look like the day of the event? Hey, fuck you, man. Great to talk with Dakota. He's definitely dealt with his uh, hardships, but uh, good to speak with him about what he what he hopes to bring to uh, to the mayoral seat. Uh, coming back down to what's happening at the desk, Philliam's got his whole body on the desk now, as he's got oh oh he's got his shoes off, uh, trying to use those toes to get it. Dakota Pittsburgh, number thirty. Uh, Dakota does not seem happy with his potential touching at all. He's shaking his head. Philliam has slid across the desk and. It, and he's now blowing on his fingers. Uh, maybe to show he's got the hot hand and it's coming for Dakota. Uh, Pittsburgh does not like the direction this is going. And he's pointing out Philium to number 37, Judge Franzia. The Honorable Judge Franzia, Miss Franzia, has been presiding over Philium's case in court involving an incident at Tickle Club. Miss Franzia is wagging her finger saying, no way, it's not allowed. Of course, it is allowed here. There are not rules to stop this from happening. She's got no power in this court, but it looks like Philliam has misunderstood her finger wag as an invitation. He's going for it. Here come the tickle fingers. Here they come. Oh my, but he can't seem to find any purchase. The Honorable Judge Franzia's judge's robe is making it hard for him to get in there and tickle. She's like a matador with a cape. Toro! Toro! Philliam's wrapped up in the robe. He looks confused. He can't find his way out. Oh, here comes Duck Winners. That's a well-timed kick. Philliam's other hand is going to leave the desk. Great teamwork is going to send number 34, Philliam Fetterman, out of the mayoral race. Philliam doesn't look like he knows what's happened. And, oh, he's quickly joined by Judge Franzia, number 37, who also got a solid kick from Duck. So much for that short-lived team-up as Duck Winters, number one, takes out two of his opponents. Richard Basemont clapping and smiling over to the side. It's obvious he's got a duck in this fight. And, and just like that, we're down to 28 candidates. Really? Wow. That This has gone so quickly. Dr. Scroggins, number 17, uh, seems to be in deep conversation with number 11, Sergio Fentanyl. Uh, they're both nodding. I, I'm not sure what's being planned here, uh, but I'm sure it's going to be absolutely devious if it's like anything else we've looked at. 
Uh, I'm scanning the desk to see if we've got any other moving and shaking out there. Uh, number 32, Sir Charles, a round mound of rebounds, seems to be enjoying the competition. Uh, we also haven't seen much out of number 24, Robard Crumbler Jr., uh, back from Wall Street to help run his father's grocery store by the airport. Uh, granted, he doesn't really seem like he came to get his hands dirty as he's the only mayoral candidate out there in a suit. He looks sharp, but uh, it just wouldn't be my uh, my pick for, for what to wear for, for such a grueling... Uh, oh, Sergio and Scroggins have continued to talk. Uh, it's, it seems like they've come to some sort of accord here as they're now shaking hands and whoa, just like that, number 11, Sergio Fentanyl has taken both hands off the desk. Scroggins is clapping him on the back and, and is now pointing at Sergio and saying, uh, well, it looks like he's saying hero. Uh, this is some top tier politicking from the doctor. It looks like maybe he made a deal with a single issue candidate to assure him his concerns will be addressed in a Scroggins administration. Sergio uh, might be getting his medal after all. Uh, Sergio's shaking hands with uh, some of the other competitors as well, uh, wishing them well. Uh, Robard Crumbler Jr. has offered his hand in his respect. Oh, Lord, Sergio has pulled number 24, Robard Crumbler Jr., off the desk. Off the desk entirely. Tough break. He looks pissed. I'm pretty sure those are some top-tier swears coming out of his mouth. Sergio's looking for other takers, but nobody else is reaching out to take the bait. Uh, my former babysitter, number 33, Veta Greet, is yelling at him in German, probably to take a bath and go to bed. That's my best guess anyway. Uh, Dakota Pittsburgh, number 30, the rock and roll weatherman, is keeping it loose out there. Uh, he's doing some rock kicks to keep number 38, my Uncle Jimmy, at bay, uh, and it generally seems to be working. Jimmy is probably trying to get some of Dakota's settlement money into his investment, but Dakota's keeping him at bay in a move that I should probably ad- Oh, dear! Jimmy has lost his temper and has taken both hands off the desk. He's thrown Pittsburgh to the ground and is punching him in the face! This is ugly, folks, and it's something my family has to live with every time he shows up to Thanksgiving. Wow, the blood from Dakota's nose really shows up in that pure white hair, but Dakota's got his hands on a knife! I think he was trying to pull it out of his pocket when the first punch was thrown. Dakota's chasing him in the crowd, yelling, Where are you running off to, Daddy? And I can't help but hope he gets my Uncle Jimmy backed into a corner with an area of high pressure coming in from the south. Either way, their mayoral hopes can be considered absolutely dashed. So much for Dakota Pittsburgh's second act. The threat of physical violence here seems uh, like it's going to bring a small smile to Scrit Chowderhorn. Uh, number 18's face, uh, but it is, it is not going to last. Uh, we're down more than 10 candidates from where we started. More than 10. Uh, number six, Biddy Dots a Poppin' still out there. So's Duck Winners, number one. Archie Dower, number eight, is uh, drinking a bit of soup. Uh, Dr. Scroggins, number 17, stretching it out, keeping it loose, working that physiology. Uh, let's find out a little bit more about the, the Good Doctors platform. Dr. Scroggins, uh, thank you so much for, for sitting down with us. I'm uh, excited and uh, looking forward to uh, bringing about the change that uh, the people of Trekahashi uh, are clamoring for. I'm so excited that we might have uh, an actual medical doctor, uh, a learned man, um, sitting behind that desk. Um, maybe let's just start with, uh, why do you want to be mayor? Certainly. Uh, well, I, I believe, as you mentioned, a learned man, a man who has had his, his finger uh, very literally <coughs> on the pulse of the people in this here region 
I believe that without our help, the society cannot exist uh, for the people who shall die. So a health expert like myself, I, I can get to the very core and the very essence of what it is to be a community, a society, a functioning civilization, and that will allow us to prosper as we go forth. Can't argue with that. Like, uh, healthy people, uh, you know, are not dead people. Um, are, are there any health threats that you're uh, looking at dealing with in that mayor seat? Specific health threats, is that your question? Yes. Well, uh, y yes, yes, certainly. I mean, there, there's always a, a, a resurgence of uh, the bold mouth, and no one is better equipped than me to stop it a second time. Uh, I, I also believe that the, the worst health threats come from where you do not uh, expect, and places and people that you might not understand. And so I believe that uh, a society that is uh, knowledgeable about itself, about its people, who knows its neighbors, will uh, succumb less to illnesses and disease. So I believe that uh, the threat of uh, foreign agents that might uh, de be detrimental to our communal health, uh, that is something that I want to keep an eye on and, and stop from entering Fecky Hatcher. Right, so you're saying your your mayoral platform, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, is I guess to sum up sort of anti-stranger. Well, uh, I, I don't want you to put words in my mouth, but yes, that, that is correct. That is my, my platform, yes. Right. Uh, well, let's talk a, a little bit more real quick about your bona fides. Obviously, uh, the, the spread of Masaka Anhui, or, or Bored Mouth, as it's commonly known, um, has stopped. Um, but the people that were affected don't seem to be cured in any way. Do, do you think uh, that's something that you'll continue to focus on as mayor? Finding a cure for those affected? I, I certainly won't ignore the problem, but I will... Uh... I don't want to be too stuck in the past. I have bested that enemy of ours once, and I will move on to, to future enemies and, and the problems that uh, we have yet to see. That is that is the skill and the important uh, uh, know-how of a great leader is to predict the unpredictable and, and to uh, find it before it finds us. I do claim to take a bold and progressive stance in how we will shut down foreign agents bearing disease and uh, and keep our people safe. Right. Well, let me ask you one final question. Obviously, there's going to be a ton of candidates around the, this desk. Uh, beautiful desk, by the way. Uh, fabulous desk. What, what is your strategy for, for dealing uh, with these other candidates? Some people who I would describe as a bit naive would say might be a, a weak point for a man of my age to be in such a competition as this. But I, I believe quite to the contrary. I have certain knowledge of the human anatomy of physiology that will allow me to maintain my position and stand my ground, knowing uh, the, the weaknesses of those around me better even than they might know themselves. I, are you talking about like pressure points and, and things of that nature? That's right. There's a way to just lean into the side of a man's knees. It can drop him like a sack of potatoes before he even knows he was touched. Well, there you have it. Dr. Scroggins, thank you so much for, for sitting down with us. Thank you. Thank you so much, Horace. Thank you, Fakahashi. Uh, God bless, and I will see you at the desk.
Well, I gotta say, I, I don't love Dr. Scroggins platform, but uh, higher education can only be a good thing in, a, in an election official, I would assume. Uh, during that interview, we lost number six, Biddy Dotsapoppin, who had some sort of meltdown. Uh, involving Archie Dower, who I felt just barely looked at her. I'd also like to thank our 2020 Hands on a Hard Desk Mayoral Mayhem election sponsor, Purple Buttress. Find the architectural support you need for a brick or stone wall with the power of Purple's signature two-inch thick gel grid. Fortress walls or castle facades, Purple Buttress has got you covered with the right kind of buttress for support. Flying, angled, tower, clasping, French, and setback. No other buttress can compare because no one else has Purple's grid. Use promo code BUTT for a free decorative gargoyle. We took a moment to, to speak with Archie Dower, another one of our mayoral candidates. Here it is right now. So I have Archie Dower here on the phone. I am here, Horace. Good to talk to you again. I know a lot of uh, the Fakahatchee electorate is very excited to see uh, who will be our next mayor. Uh, it could even be you. It certainly could be, and I would say at this point it is likely to be me. I feel like I have a unique uh, skill set that allows me to uh, succeed at this sort of contest of wills, as I, I suppose it is. Right. Well, uh, well, well let's start right there. Uh, what is your strategy uh, for the Hands on a Hard Desk 2020? I think anybody that knows me, and there are not many people who do, but anybody who knows me know that I can sit and wait. Uh, for as long as you need me. I got years of hiding in bushes and sneaking behind hedgerows and finding a perfect hollow to, to hide my thermos of soup. And I can uh, control my bowels uh, with a, a, a shocking degree of efficiency, I, I would, I've been told. Right. Uh, I've been told that by one of the few people that know me. So, so standing near a desk and quietly minding my own while other people go insane with uh, with exhaustion and rage, uh, well, I, I think this is a, the exact type of contest that I am built for. Well, they, that's interesting. Uh, how are you going to deal with um, any of the potential psych outs that might come from from some of the other mayoral candidates? Well, Horace, I, I would say that I have dealt with many uh, a public school administrator, uh, a concerned parent by a playground. Uh, uh, I, I call it I call it peacocking. Mm -hmm. You know, they'll flare up themselves and make themselves look bigger and sort of sort of stomp over toward the hollow where, where I'm, I'm hiding next to the playground or the elementary school or, 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 or wherever. And, and I've, I've done my share of standing my ground against uh, those largely uh, empty threats. You know, ultimately, people don't really want to have to chase me off somewhere. They just want to know they see me. Uh, has any of this affected uh, why you want to be mayor? Well, yes. As a matter of fact, Horace, I'm glad you brought that up. I will be running on a, a very strict platform of reforming our zoning laws in this town. Oh. It is the Wild West in Fakahatchee as far as who can build what on what land. And I have seen so many groves of trees and, and just precious hollowed out logs destroyed. Uh, I've seen the bulldozers taken to them. I can't tell you how many thermoses I've lost in different. I, I show up to a to a, a lot one day that's that's down the street from the Jimboree, and uh, and suddenly there, there's a, a chain link fence up, and I, I had a I had a thermos of bisque back there that uh, that I was going to enjoy that day on some public land, and all of a sudden it's going to be a, a spin studio. Right. And that that is a crime. That is a, that I I will make it a crime. 
if I am, hey, I, I just it just occurred to me I might be able to do that. But I, I think that kind of brings us to our, our next point of um, what each candidate's bona fides are. What, what do you think yours are? Well, I think back to the first time we talked, there was all this talk of putting a alligator farm next to a, to a school. And uh, essentially, the children, our children, now, mind you, I, not specifically my children, uh, I, I have not yet uh, met the right woman to adopt a child with, but I do say our children because, you know, we're a community, but they are our future. And if we're talking about putting alligator farms next to elementary schools, if we're talking about, uh, you, you know, all this rivel and rabble, you know, if it gets the children in danger, if it puts them at risk, none of it will happen under an Archie Dower administration. Um, Archie, what do you think is going to be your move? What's Archie's move to, to put yourself over the top? I, I trust you well enough, of course. Here's, here's what I'm A lot of people make a lot of hay about eye contact. Mm -hmm. That's how you dominate somebody else's. You, you look them right in the eye and you say, I'm going to own you, sir. But here's what I'm going to do. I'm going I'm to look at their crotch. Right. I'm gonna just stare a hole right through the, the front of their pants. Everyone, I'm gonna mad dog their little dog. That's what I'm gonna do. Right. You watch. You you watch for it. You'll see it when it happens. You'll All right. <laughs> uh, well, Archie, I, I think you're the only candidate who's who's running uh, that's concerned about zoning. Uh, so that that obviously puts you in a, a very special position. It'll probably put you at odds with uh, Richard Baysbon and uh, Duck Winters, uh, who is. Uh, who has told us previously that he is going to be in in this contest and, and going for the seat. Well, listen, if Duck has anything to say against uh, thermos makers or soup restaurants, uh, he he will not be a fan of an Archie Dower administration. But, you know, that's fine. I don't work for him. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, thanks for joining us, Archie, and uh, best of luck. Thank you, Oris. Uh, probably one of the only candidates that is uh, running on uh, zoning laws. Uh, so that's uh, an interesting note about Archie. Uh, oh, uh, this is a bit of a sticky wicket here, folks, as uh, Carr is trying to get past the election, uh, which has uh, monopolized most of this two-lane road. Uh, spectators are, are moving out of the way, but it, it looks like this Nissan Sentra with with some damage in the uh, in the back quarter panel, uh, probably from negligence, but it's hard to say. Either way, it's going to have a real tough time getting through here without some of the contestants moving out of the way. Oh boy, it's Robard Crumbler Jr. behind the wheel, and he looks pissed. The candidates are starting to shift, but, th but there's just not enough room at the desk for all of them to keep their hands on it. I got a feeling we're going to see some of these potential mayors have to make a hard choice. Oh, the car isn't stopping. It's pushing some of the more resilient and stubborn contestants out of the way. It's not going fast enough to seriously hurt anyone, but... Oh, there goes the first. Number 15, followed by number 27. That's Riles Breast and Risa Potter's mulch. Better luck next time. Riles seems pissed that number 12 wouldn't get out of the way. He shoved him! Number 12, Labros Octagon is now out as well. Riles is yelling at the driver now for costing him this election. Uh, and I gotta say, uh, Robar Crumbler Jr. in this Nissan is getting pushier. And there seems to be a clog of candidates, for lack of a better word, held up 
by the incredible bulk of number 29, who's holding some of the other candidates in as an anchor. That's Frassin Milkmouth out there holding court against the Nissan, uh, but she's starting to buckle. She's heavy, but not heavier than a Japanese car. Uh, I can't read some of the other numbers out there, but if Frassin goes, so do about four or five others. Uh, number 10 is caught up in that as well, but he's starting to make a move. My God, is this legal? He's climbing Frassin to get out of the clump while keeping a hand on the desk. Wow, that is, that is some pure athleticism on display here. He's moved clear of the clump entirely. Oh boy, there it goes. Uh, Prug wasn't big, but without his extra weight, Frasa, the anchor, is being moved very slowly. That clump is pushing back against the Nissan, but they're at a real disadvantage here because they have to keep the hand on Oh, oh dear. Oh dear, there they go. Uh, like we said, it's... Uh, it's a marathon, and uh, sometimes you're going to see people go down in slow motion. Uh, and this is probably the slowest we've seen anyone have all of their hopes dashed so far. Uh, what a loss. What an absolute loss. That is going to take out a huge chunk of the competition. Uh, say goodbye to number 29, Frassa Milkmouth. As well as goodbye to number 4, number 2, number 25, and number 16. Uh, for those keeping score at home, that's Darnell Moontower. Stirrup Janesway, Lafaya Bahidbidbu. He's also gone. Uh, and so is uh, number 16, Coordinatio Chimungo. The Italian dream. Looks like the dream is dead. Not the, not the candidate it, itself. The, his, his main world dreams. Uh, oh, and it looks like in that chaos, we lost number 35, Stikel Corgi as well. That's, that's going to leave us with some... Uh, uh, let me do some quick on-air math here. Um, 16 candidates left. Sorry, uh, sorry, 15 candidates left. Uh, wild stuff. Uh, we're, we started with 39 here, folks, and we're down to 15 already. Uh, the crowd seems very much here for it. Uh, as some have hurried back from getting deep fried gator on a stick and some deep dish cotton candy. Um, Prug, Prug, Prug Brodacious out there getting some mad props from some of the other candidates for, uh, for his athletic moves. Uh, he and Sir Charles around Mountain Rebound, Charles Barkley, uh, just slapped him. High five. That's got to feel so good. So good on your hand when Charles Barkley slapped your hand. Oh shit, Prug just dropped. Doubled over like he was absolutely assassinated. Next to him, number 17, Dr. Scroggins is looking around shrugging. If he didn't have anything to do with it, who did? He was right next to the man. That's number 10, Progmodacious out of the election. So athletic too, so freshly high-fived. A fierce competitor. He is going to be missed. Dakota Pittsburgh has shown back up in the crowd, absolutely covered in blood, and, and no Uncle Jimmy in sight. Uh, he's leaning and peering into the... Well, I, I guess you'd call it the chair hole. I, I'm sure there's a more technical term for the area on the desk. I can't really see what's going on on that side. Uh, he probably dropped something. Uh, if you know what the chair hole is actually called, uh, please do feel free to tweet it at me at Night Drive FM. Uh, but uh, this will have aired already, so don't expect me to get it right if I'm talking about a chair hole uh, for the rest of this contest. But let's check in with uh, some of our other candidates. Number 23, Prady Do Nothing. Sorry, uh, Pastor Prady Do Nothing. Seems to have something going on under his robes. Uh, not sure what's happening there. Looks uh, pretty uncomfortable. Don't know if that's a, a strategy slowly coming to the surface. And number 18, Scrit Chowderhorn is none too happy to see that going on. Number 21, Little Yum Nut has barely looked up from his console since he spilled his drink. And Archie Dower, number eight. Archie Dower hasn't stopped looking at him. Uh, oh, little, little Yum Nut has just noticed Archie. 
Uh, Archie's not leering or anything, but he's uh, he's staring pretty pointedly here. And uh, number 21, little Yumnut is, is checking his pants to see if something spilled on them uh, because Archie is staring directly at it. Uh, but it looks all clear, at, at least from back here, it, it all looks clear. Uh, Archie's not wavering, though. Little Yumnut is trying to turn. He's trying to break the line of sight from Archie to his crotch. Again, Archie's not doing anything but looking. But what a powerful gaze! Little Yumnut is trying to cover his crotch with his hands. Oh, he took both hands off the desk to do it. Disappointing for number 21, little Yumnut, who looks like he is on the verge of tears. If we had a giant F key up here, we would be absolutely mashing that key to pay respects. Vetagreet, oh, she's going to make a big move here too. Number 33, pulling out a tray of knishes to share with the other candidates. Uh, it's an odd strategy, but, um, you know, everyone's got to eat. The round mount of rebound, Charles Barkley is reaching for one, but his hand is being slapped away. Uh, get out of this house. Oh, it, it looks like he forgot to say please, and uh, now he has and is biting into that savory treat. I uh, wish I could get my hands on one of those knish. That would go down real nice. Uh, Sir Charles, number 32, is giving her a, a little kiss on the head. Is Thank you. Like, uh, what, a, what a nice moment between uh, two fierce competitors. Uh, we lost Horatio Pooty Powers, number nine. Uh, he... God, uh, broke contact to scratch his head. What a what an absolutely costly mistake to, to have an itchy head and and indulge yourself on uh, on on one of the biggest stages in Fakahatchi of the year. Uh, Pooties run multiple times without winning a seat in Fakahatchi, uh, and and no worries, he's already assured the crowd that he will be back next time. Uh, everyone else out there still holding their own. Number twenty eight, Daniel Scab. Seems like he's just enjoying the breeze. Not sure he's felt much of that uh, before he got parole. Uh, we have seen a few competitors try to take out Sir Charles around Mount of Rebound Barkley, number 32. Uh, but he's been throwing a few elbows to help clear himself some space in the paint. Lydia Bumcrowder, uh, that's number 19, is digging in her purse. Uh, and she's been in there for a while. I keep expecting her to, to pull out bear repellent or, or something absolutely formidable, but it, it seems like she can't find uh, literally anything in there. It's a giant purse. What has she got in there? Uh, she practically got her whole head inside there. Oh, boy, there's some spice. Duck Winters has just pushed her head all the way into the purse. He's using the handles on the purse to swing her off the desk. That's going to do it for number 19, Lydia Bumcrowder. What a strike. What a strike by Duck Winners, just like his gators. He came up from under the surface to strike and strike hard. Oh, jeez, the contents of the purse are everywhere now. I'm seeing pills and pads and handkerchiefs. I think that's her checkbook over there on the ground. And, oh, did you see that? Daniel Scab, number 28, just tried to cover the checkbook with his foot so Lydia didn't see it, but she did. We all saw Scab. Not fast enough now and definitely wasn't fast enough when he tried to rob the Macon Bank 10 years ago. But he's doing his best to stay balanced and absolutely refusing to lift his foot. Big opening for someone to strike. I'm looking at Duck. Ah, come on, number seven, do something. What if Labrishire is just standing out there doing nothing? Ah, boy, what a wasted... Here's some movement. Number 37 making a move. Order in this court, the Honorable Judge Franzia takes out Scab, number 27, with a hard hip check against this prior offender, doling out the justice. Now number seven strikes, pushing Judge Franzia from across the desk. It's a big move like a striking viper. What a sleaze. But it comes up short. He's not going to be able to get the left. Striking viper indeed. 
Pastor Pretty do nothing attacks like a cobra. And when M. Labershire number seven goes sliding across the top of the desk, goodbye, we hardly knew ya. They're blowing a whistle here for a quick break. Uh, so let's real quick size up the field. We've lost quite a few candidates. It, uh, it looks like we've got about 10 people out there now. Started with 39, down to 10. Uh, number one, number five, number eight, number 17, number 18, number 23, number 32, number 33, and number 37. Uh, bear with me real quick as we go. Okay, so that's that's going to be Gator Magnate Duck Winters, uh, the King of Scud Energy Drink, Tucker St. Clair, Archie Dower, Dr. Leonard Skinny Scroggins, Scritch Chowderhorn, still frowning, still coasting, and generally keeping a low profile. Uh, that's also going to include Snake Church Pastor Prady Do Nothing, Sir Charles the Round Mound of Rebound Barkley, uh, my old babysitter Veta Greed, and the Honorable Judge Franzia. Uh, real quick, while we're on uh, this this short break, I'd like to take a moment to thank another 2020 Hands on a Hard Desk Mayoral Mayhem sponsor, Tom Clancy's Tactical Pads. Deploy these 100% cotton pads into hostile territory and watch them clean up the locals. They'll infiltrate, and just like America's special forces, no one will even know they're there. But with flexi wings to stop your flow from leaking, you'll get a Black Ops level of security. With a core that absorbs in seconds and 20% more coverage, you'll know Tom Clancy's got your back any time of the month. Who knows how long we've got left in this matchup, but it it has been absolutely heated so far. It is a, it is a sprint for that mayor's chair, and, and looking around at the competitors, this could end up being anyone's desk here. They're, uh, they're pulling the numbers off the competitors now um, as well, as there's few enough to, to finally be able to keep track of everyone. Uh, everyone seems to have a, a little slice of their own uh, of this desk. Uh, we're not seeing people quite as crammed together anymore. There's a little more room to move, uh, and it will be interesting to see uh, what they're going to do with it. I have to say, this is probably going to be a lot easier for me to call this with uh, with fewer candidates out there. Only a few that I don't recognize out there, and I've gotten to learn them pretty quick while they've spent their time around the desk. Uh, Sir Charles is out there. Uh, we still got Veta Greed. Uh, okay, uh, Patty. Uh, I'm sorry, Pastor Patty. Do nothing, uh, as well as the Honorable Judge Franzia. Um, sort of carved out some space for each other. Sir Charles is going to take on Veta Greed here, only for her to get snake bit by Pastor Pretty Do Nothing. Literal snake. Literal snake bite. No telling if that's poisonous. So she is, she's going to make the hard decision. She's going to have to drop out to, to get that looked at by a doctor. Uh, I, I did try to interview Pastor Prady to, to find out what his platform uh, was going to be if he became mayor, but he kept asking me to come out to the swamp to talk to him, and I just did not feel safe to do so as he kept insisting I come alone instead of doing it by the phone. I can only assume it's some sort of pro-snake handling agenda, but uh, no snake touching for me, friends, but plenty of snake touching for Veta Greet. That is going to take her out of the running. Sir Charles Barkley's just crumbled off the desk with no hope of rebound for this round mound. He's crumbled. He's teetering like a six foot five inch tree and his fall, his fall is going to take out the Honorable Judge Franzia. It's like she's had a giant tree fall on her. Scroggins is just shrugging. He's shrugging like he's got no idea what happened here, but he was the closest. He's got to know something. Barkley was a fierce competitor and could have easily gone the distance, I think. That's two more candidates out. Sir Charles Barkley and the Honorable Judge Franzia both packing their bags and headed home, or maybe going up in that Ferris wheel or possibly getting a snack. Archie Dower is staring very intently at the actual snake that uh, has come out of Pastor Prady's trousers. 
this is uh, this might have been Pastor Prady's uh, strategy the whole time and what was going on under his robes. We couldn't quite tell. It was something that was moving, and it was obviously uh, a little unnerving. Um, but uh, finally, I, I don't know if it was sleeping and he woke it up or, or had to charm it in some way. But uh, that snake is is uh, large and in charge now. And it's going to lunge in anger here, but uh, Archie's going to catch it in his empty thermos. Quickly screwing on the cap. Uh, he tosses that thermos into the crowd, and, well, well, there goes Pastor Prady to retrieve his snake. Uh, probably shouldn't have been allowed to have uh, have that snake in the first place. Um, it ought to have been a rule against uh, bringing outside animals into this. I, I know that... Uh, uh, if uh, Duck Winters had thought about that in, in any sort of way, he would have brought his gator in. And, uh, well, that, that that would have been case closed right there, like uh, <laughs> gator beats snake. Um, but, uh, of course, there are no gators here, and uh, Pastor Prady is is uh, chasing the rolling thermos to, to try to get that snake back. I'm, I'm sure when that snake comes out of that thermos, it's, uh, it's going to be very dizzy. Probably stars floating around its head. I don't know where he gets those snakes to start with, but um, you have to imagine that uh, once you once you've gotten one of those snakes, you don't want to lose it. Probably probably a lot of work goes into it uh, up front to get those snakes, and uh, once you got it, don't don't want to let it go. Um, Archie uh, Archie here has turned his attention on Duck Winters. Archie Dower, notoriously angry at Duck for putting in that that second gator form and, and generally running rough shot across some of the zoning laws in this town. Duck looks really uncomfortable by this focus. Really, really uncomfortable. This this Duck Winters is a man who's faced down gators eyeball to eyeball, and now his crotch has fallen under Archie's gaze. But Archie's not looking at Duck's eye. Oh, boy, I saw it this time. Dr. Scroggins, an absolute assassin. That's a fast knee from the good doctor to take down Archie Dower. The same knee that uh, I would guess has probably cleaned several other competitors today. It's not hard, but it's fast. It's fast. He said he was going to use his knowledge of physiology, and he has done exactly that, ladies and gentlemen. Tucker St. Clair is yelling at Duck now, and Duck is having absolutely none of it. Shoveling it right back at Tucker. A lot of dirty laundry being aired here. Sounds like Tucker is accusing Duck of having something to do with the previous mayor's disappearance, which Duck has turned around on Tucker, accusing him of doing something to the previous mayor. Dr. Scroggins and Scritch Hatterhorn seem entirely forgotten about this as the two men yell at each other. Tucker's yelling, you want to finish this? And it seems like Duck has agreed. It might be the first thing these two men have ever agreed on in their life, but they've now turned their attention on Dr. Scroggins. The doctor sees this shifting energy, and he looks ready for one, but but maybe not both. It'll be St. Clair who gets to him first, wrapping an arm around the doctor's neck to try to get him to break contact. Scroggins is struggling, which is tough to see as a man who helped lead us through the outbreak of Masaka Anwi, also known as Boardmouth. Tough to see a medical doctor. Tough to see him struggling, but he's got a gleam in his eye. Oh, God! Everyone cringes as Scroggins is it's got a hold of Tucker St. Clair's catheter. <gasps> oh, I, I would be looking away if I wasn't reporting. It's hard to watch, and I'd absolutely forgive anyone in this crowd for looking away. Oh, he yanked it. Holy, oh, God. Every man in this audience has just felt their bull shrink in solidarity. Tucker's going to go down, but he's still, he's still got his hand on the desk. How? How does he still have his hand on the desk? The other is grabbing desperately at his crotch. Absolutely horrible. Politics is a dirty game, folks. It's an absolutely dirty game. Is there anything worse than planning for a marathon only to end up in a sprint and then be brought down by the catheter you didn't even need? 
Scroggins is panicked here. He yells at Skrit to help him, looking for a late game team up. But Skrit is trying to disappear behind the desk, so nobody can see them. That's uh, that's pretty much been Skrit Chowderhorn's move the whole election. That's all right. That's all right. Scroggins is older, but he's still got some moves here. He's running toward Duck. He's running around the desk. Here he comes. Duck's planted. Duck pulled out a drawer. Scroggins obliterates himself on a drawer. He goes head over heels like a teen girl falling in love for the first time and sprawls out on the ground. Only three candidates left in there now. For those of you worried at home, Scroggins is slowly getting to his feet. He seems only a little worse for wear and is being helped up by Dakota Pittsburgh, who, like most of the other candidates, has come back to watch. Uh, Dakota is pointing at something, and, and Scroggins is agreeing, and the two seem to be sharing a friendly post-election moment. Uh, good to see sportsmanship is still alive out there, folks. Tucker Sinclair is back on his feet now. He's eyeballing Duck. He's a little unsteady on his feet. There is no love lost between these two. They're both looking at Skrit Chowderhorn. Gosh, has Chowderhorn made any moves at all today? Oh, well, it looks like they won't get to his Duck and Tucker are going to turn this into a one versus one Probably the easiest elimination we've seen all day, but you can't deny Skrit Chowderhorn went the distance. It's not always about flash, folks. It's not always about flash. Sometimes it's about picking a strategy and sticking with it. Who knows? Maybe we'll see this performance earn Skrit a cabinet position in either a Winters or a St. Clair administration. So here we are. Here we are, folks. Two titans of Fakahatchi industry squaring off face to face. Mano Imano. <laughs> the sun should be coming up and be right at high noon right now, but of course it's a little bit afternoon. Uh, Tucker has repeatedly called out Duck, and, and now here is his chance to cash in on all the checks his mouth has been writing. In some ways, this is the fight everyone was hoping would happen, though plenty of people were maybe hoping it wouldn't be both of these two in a final matchup. They're circling the desk now like uh, two tigers in a cage, like uh, like two deer facing off, uh, trying to trying to fight to to get a mate. Uh, but obviously, the mate here that they're trying to woo is the mayor's desk. Uh, if you had asked me beforehand, I, I would have said Tucker had the upper hand here, but but not after that absolutely dreadful catheter pull. Tucker is looking a bit worse for wear due to it. Uh, here we go, here we go. Duck's got a hold of Tucker's IV line, pulling him back. Tucker stumbles, and the line comes loose. Spraying a thin spray of scud across the crowd. For what is worth, the crowd really seems to relish this quick burst of flavor. Tucker grabs at the line with his free hand, and he brings it around. The IV stand rolling to accommodate. He's got it around Duck's neck now. This looks bad for Duck. Bad news indeed. Duck's turning blue. I'm wondering when the city council's going to step in and put an end to this, if they'll put an end to it. Duck's still got a hand on the desk, but he's clawing at the tubing with his other one. He's got a finger underneath. He's he's slowly pushing it up. He's slowly pushing it up. Pushing the tubing, he's got it up into his mouth, into those powerful jaws. He's snapping at it, trying to free himself from the IV tubes. Gator Chomp! Duck is free! Duck is free! Tucker seems unnerved by this development. I think this was all he had in the tank. This was his move. This was his chance. Tucker still got his hand on the desk, and now Duck has his hand on top of Tucker's holding down, pressing it into the desk. He's looking around at the crowd, and now he's got his face inches from Tucker St. Clair. I'm trying to read Duck's lips here. It looks, it looks like he's saying, 
quack, quack, motherfucker! Duck leaps into the air and holy hell, he's come down on Tucker's arm, which snaps like a branch! Ducks are brought down his whole weight. It's just dangling there, held together by the skin. It's swinging in the breeze! Tucker wants to keep it on the desk, but he can't. He physically can't. That whole arm might have to come off, but I'm not a doctor. What a finish! True mayoral mayhem out here with a 2020 hands on a hard desk election. And it looks like Duck Winters is gonna be the winner. Congratulations to Duck Winters. Council members Skeet Barlow and Richard Baysbon are raising Duck's arm in triumph. Everyone's cheering. Meet your new mayor, Fakahatchee. <laughs> wait, wait, oh, oh, hang on, something's happening. All the noise seems to have woken Mikey Dussolet, who was under the desk. He was under the desk the whole time. Dakota's waving the city council over. Rock and roll weatherman Dakota Pittsburgh nodding and pointing at him like a high pressure zone swooping in from the east. Scroggins is seconding something, and, 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 and Dussolet is saying he never let go. It looks like Dussolet never let go. He never let go. God, he said he was going to cling to it, and he did the whole time. Barlow and Baseball are conferring. It looks, it looks like they're in agreement. Dussolet has won. Dussolet is the new mayor. Oh my, what a heartbreaker for Duck. Absolutely heart-wrenching. He thought he had it in the bag and took his hands off to celebrate his win when the city council had told him he had won, but it wasn't finished. It wasn't done. He's collapsed in the street in tears. If that is an election season in a nutshell, folks, oh man, say hello to your new mayor, Beach Vagabond, and the brewmeister in chief, Mikey Dussolet. It looks like Vakahatchee has just hit island time. Dussolet is waving to the crowd. It looks like he's calling for a microphone. It looks like he's got something to say here. While they try to find him a microphone, I'd like to thank our 2020 hands on our hard body mayoral mayhem sponsor, Richard Carnes Car Care Barn. No need to feud. Survey says Richard Carnes Car Care Barn is number one for low prices. Get those dirty parts fixed up and back on the road again. Here we go. Somebody, uh, they couldn't find a microphone, but somebody has produced a megaphone out of the crowd. Literally a bastion of restraint to not have used it before now to, to yell Baba Booey over the broadcast or, or to have warned some of the other competitors to get out of the way when the car came. Or literally a thousand other potential moments to use the megaphone before now. Uh, but, but let's go ahead and uh, listen in. Hey there, Fakahatchee. I'm pleased as rum punch to be your new mayor. As the new mayor of the town, I, I declare us permanently on island time. It's always five o'clock here. I mean it, break all the clocks. Arrest anyone who says otherwise. Hey y'all, let's do what feels good. You say you're not ugly. Well baby, I disagree. I'm so goddamn ugly, and I'm your mayor to me. Dussolet, of course, sorry, uh, Mayor Dussolet there changing the words to his hit song, Ugly Fucklings. Well, there you have it. Mikey Dussolet, daiquiri enthusiast, acquitted murderer, recording artist, is our new celebrity mayor. What a ride. What a rush. Politics. Oh, that is going to do it for us on today's broadcast. I really want to get up on that Ferris wheel before the carnies are too drunk to run it. Uh, we'll be back at our regular time, 11.55. Sorry, back at our regular time, 5 o'clock, but the late night, 5 o'clock, that occurs in the middle of the night. 
If you have loved our coverage of the 2020 Hands on a Hard Desk Mayoral Mayhem, why not subscribe or give us a five-star review or, hey, follow us on Spotify. Or if you use Podcast Addict to tune in, why not give us a review over there to help new listeners find the show? Also, Dr. Fauci has stated there's no better way to make a podcast go viral than to cough its name into the mouth of a friend. You can reach the show on Twitter at Night Drive FM, on Instagram at Night Drive FM Insta, or on Reddit at r slash Night Drive FM. And hey, come join us in the Discord. And we've got great people in there from across the globe. Just, just ask us for an invite and then get in there and join the rest of the community. We do gift tournaments and we're, we're trying to organize a little found footage film festival, so come join us. Everyone in there helped keep me sane while putting this absolutely massive, stupid piece of podcast content together. Also, if you really love the show, why not become one of our patrons and support the show at patreon.com slash nightdrive. Patreon keeps the show going and helps us cover hosting costs, bandwidth for the fake websites, sound gear, promotion, etc. Patrons just helped us improve some of the audio equipment we used to make the show and helped us set up a little advertising on Podcast Attic for January to help others find the town of Fakahatchee. When you join, you'll get $4 off of Teespring for merch, and oh boy, do we have some cool merch. Badass posters, kick-ass keychains. Uh, NightDriveMerch.com will take you to those storefronts, uh, and that poster is wicked cool. If, uh, if you haven't seen it yet. Night Drive is produced by Michael Truly and is hosted with a moratorium on manners by me, Horace Wexler. The following callers were ably played with a laid-back contemporary style by Ron Babcock, Jeffrey Golden, Clint Gage, Eric Toms, Evan Gaustad, Casey Redman, and Nick Mundy. So many people went into making this happen, and yeah. Okay, Good Morning Sun Buns with Tiffany Bunzel takes over tomorrow morning at 6, uh, sorry, 5, 5 o'clock, 5, uh, but an hour after 5 o'clock, which is five o'clock. Tomorrow, Tiffany dives into the world of black market avocados and is joined by a stylist to a high school marching band to find out why they always have those big feathers on their hats. Richard Karn drops by to share gardening tips that helped him grow the state's biggest pumpkin this year. So until Tiffany takes over, here's four and a half hours of government mandated buzzing. Uh, oh, actually, actually, we have a, a whole lot more programming. Uh, sorry, that's uh. Huh. Uh, yeah, I'm just so used to doing that uh, at night. I, I, I don't think I actually uh, have to play the mandated buzzing, as it's not 1 a.m. According to our mayor, it's 5 o'clock. I'm just going to let this uh, wash over me and not try to think about it too much. Until next time, we'll be back in the middle of the night. I'm Horace Wexler. Keep night driving. <laughs> <laughs>